May of 2020, Greg Feynman, a Los Animas County Sheriff, was called out to the Tom Miller Ranch who wanted to report the death of some cattle. In this next interview, Deep Spinach asks, who killed the cow? My name is uh, Greg Feynman. I'm lead investigator of UOR Investigations Paranormal. And uh, I've been investigating the phenomenon of the cattle mutilations that have uh, occurred in this county, uh, Los Animas County, Colorado. Um, my background, uh, I was a paramedic for nearly 30 years, but 15 years into it, I became a police officer, law enforcement officer, also deputy coroner. And uh, uh, I was employed with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department for several years. And in that time frame, uh, I had been dispatched or actually called out anyways to these, uh, this phenomenon, to these cattle mutilations. Uh, I was called out to several of them anyways. I, I would say at least six. Um, they, uh, when I first started going out, the very first time, time I went on one, I'll be honest with you, I thought I was just going on a dead cow, you know, until I got out there. And I saw what I saw. I, there was just things that were so unexplainable, like how in the heck did uh, it get where it was at? There was no evidence of any uh, impressions, even its own around it. Uh, there was no blood uh, associated with it, but we couldn't really investigate it the way it should have been investigated. Uh, just our, you know, the Sheriff's Department at the time were just low funded and uh, they basically just go out, they do the best they can. Um, and they go out, they get owner information and do up a report, but no follow up. One of the ways, one of the things that I wanted to do that was different than anybody else, you know, um, I wasn't as much as interested in investigating the cow, the bovine, the dead bovine. I mean, I was, but I was really more interested in seeing if we can communicate with the ones responsible, if that's possible. What was, what stands out is the fact that the location of the cow, where the location of the cow is, there's absolutely no, I mean, no prints, shoe impressions, foot impressions, prints from the cow, prints from anything. And there isn't one drop of blood, even in, in a, I mean, around the location at all. You know, I was a paramedic for 30 years and people cut their arm and, you know, uh, hit an artery or something just on their arm. And then it, it looked like an ax murder happened. All right. And these cows are completely uh, incised up, opened up, and not one drop of blood in that cow or around it at all. After Greg was called to investigate the initial mutilation report, he experienced some health issues that caused him to leave the force. Upon his return to Colorado, after having taken time off work in order to heal, he returned to Los Animas and was still intrigued with the unexplained cow mutilations. Greg decided to begin his own investigation at the Tom Miller Ranch. So I had to get permission 
you know, to get on the ranch. And I got that. And I asked the uh, rancher if he could take me to the site where one had happened, you know, and he said, well, I could take you where the bones are still at one. I said, okay, well, let's go. And he took me to it, get down to where the bones were. And he points uh, in a westerly direction and about 60 yards away is he says, that's where the cow was actually found. After seeing the extent of cattle lost on this ranch, Greg decided to bring a local psychic on board to assist him in trying to uncover more clues to an already puzzling phenomena. We take her out to that site, that location, and uh, she was standing the way we went down to where the bones were, and she was kind of facing the opposite direction that the, the cow was actually found, but she had reached down and picked up a bone. And she asked first, can I pick up this bone? He's like, yeah, sure. So he, she picks it up, and man, her voice started quivering. Uh, uh, total physiological changes on her body. I mean, she just had goosebumps, like super huge goosebumps. Her hair was standing straight up on her arm. And uh, she turns around to the opposite direction, starts pointing in the direction where that cow was found, and says, it was a craft that comes in, comes in looking like a low-lying cloud about 30 feet off the ground. The beam of light goes out. It's a quick search on the ground until it finds its target, and then it fully encompasses the cow. And then when that light does that, in a blink of an eye, faster than you can bat an eye, the cow's gone, the ship's gone, everything's gone. So the second the, the bovine is on board, uh, the blood is immediately evacuated from the body. When they're done with it, they leave it, but they don't leave it nicely. She said uh, they're making life with that blood. That was the first reading. One of the uh, little known facts on these cattle mutilators, or these, I call them UBDs. Unusual bovine deaths instead of cattle mutilation. But these UBDs, uh, they have their a lot of times their back is broken, their legs are broken, uh, all their ribs and all that. It's because they're dropped, you know, anywhere from thirty to ninety feet. When I started the investigation, it was in May uh, of twenty twenty. I, I photographed this. All, all the cows I could photograph at the time. And the very next day, I went to get the rest of the cows photographed, and he had released them into a part of the property I couldn't get to. And he, they were going to be there for several months. And it was just miscommunication on my part as far as me needing more photos. I thought I got them all that first day, but just not easy to get cows on photograph and think you got. What I ended up doing is getting the same cow several times, you know, uh, just, you know, just be my myself making these photos and everything. So long story short is they sent them to a part of the property I couldn't get to. And uh, I decided to go in the location of where all those traffic accidents were. And uh, uh, off, off of the highway on that part of the property while we were, you know, waiting for the cows and just seeing what we were going to get. After Greg's initial discovery process with psychic Mama Sue, she informed him of some startling information. 
in the very beginning, before we had actually made contact, Mama Sue, she tells me that, you know, the ones responsible for these gentlemen, like, since they're well aware of you and your little investigation into the gentlemen. So, um, you feel like you're being watched just because you are. Greg continued to work with Mama Sue, moving forward with the assumption that the cow mutilations were the result of UFO phenomena. He decided more concrete evidence was needed. During another evening of investigation on a different ranch in Los Animas area, Greg asked a friend from out of state to join him and Mama Sue to be a third witness to the communications between themselves and the entities Greg believes are responsible for the violent deaths of the Los Animas cows. I had uh, a person with me that is part of this, but he lives in Oregon. And he was here helping me with a part of this investigation. And uh, while he was here, the very first night, he's a skeptic, you know. So when we went out there to communicate and talk, you know, we have an EMF meter that, you know, verifies that we're talking to somebody. And so he was holding it. And bottom line, it, it, it was going off. He wasn't moving it left, right, up or down. But he was very convinced of what I was in, you know, uh, of my investigation, my findings. November 2nd of 2020, the rancher reported a UBD to me. He said that it was pretty old, but, you know, I just wanted to let you know. I said, you know, I'll be there in three seconds. You know, don't worry about it. I'll be there in three. So I get out there, and this cow had been, all it was left was the hide and the skeleton. That was it. Let me tell you, I went out there thinking, there's a million ways a cow can die on a ranch. Right? Doesn't mean it's uh, UBD every single time. You know, it's going to have to really, you know, jump out to me something. So I get out there, and uh, as I walk up, there's this huge pattern missing off of the back. The top of the cow, like, but it's back, like, huge U-shaped pattern that took up all that hide was gone. And the rancher started pointing out all the similarities to what one of his UBDs, an actual one, was. And he was pointing out the hole in the left chest and um, uh, a certain part of the face, it's missing its, uh, you know, missing its skin. The ears are incised off, like with, with precision, and it, it was yeah, it was something to see. December twenty second of twenty twenty one, I believe, yeah, twenty twenty one. Another one was reported to me on another ranch, but this one was different. This one had a lot of blood left. Um, I have to, yeah, I'll make it short by saying there's no way humans could have done this. Not, you know, first, first of all, because of the location, they had been seen right away. And what was done to the cow looked like part of it was done while the cow was still alive. Yeah, I've already seen what happens to the bovine after they've been killed, you know what I mean? 
I wasn't as much as interested in, I mean, I was, but not as much interested in investigating the dead bovine as I was trying to find out who is doing this. You know, I've contacted veterinary, you know, vets because I want an on-scene autopsy done. And a lot of people just don't want to get involved. You know, they're afraid. I've, I've tried to get a hold of, uh, I haven't tried to get a hold of astronomers, but I've tried to get a hold of several specialists. I have gotten contact with Linda Moulton Howe regarding my investigation. She is one of the leading ufologists, um, you know, of the world. And she's done 40 years of investigation. She's done a lot of investigation, but the information we had we have was given to us. All right. And I wanted her part of it. And she would she would have liked to have come down, but COVID-19 killed that. And so she, you know, never did come down. After months that turned into years of tirelessly working to find concrete evidence to present to the world that we were being visited, Greg admits to the most challenging part of all of this. You know, financially, this investigation is, is, uh, is very hard for me to continue. Um, every time I go out, it costs me. You know, I got this huge investigation with huge findings, all right, you know, that affects all of us, and I can't get anyone to help me. They're either afraid or they just don't want to be involved because of the effort it takes to go out. You know, everyone's in, interested. But when you say, hey, you want to go out with me? No, no. You know, everyone's, you know, so I've done my you know, due diligence as trying to find other people to help me, other uh uh, investigators, other, uh, uh, you know, physicists, you know, it's just not that easy getting anyone to even, you know, buy, you know, believe what I'm doing, like that, that even, you know, a lot of people don't even think that they, cattle mutilations even exist. Since then, the unnamed ranch where most of the livestock were killed, Greg and the film crew he's been working with in recent months, filming a documentary that will be coming out later this year in 2023, renamed the Tom Miller Ranch Mutilation Ranch. In recent months since this interview was recorded, there has been a lot more activity on Mutilation Ranch, and other investigators have reached out to Greg. And all the findings Greg has uncovered and documented, from the placement and lack of blood where the cows were found dead, to the form and detailed descriptions of markings on the cows, one of the most interesting findings I heard Greg speak of was the correlation between the numbers of cows killed to the number of fatal car accidents that occurred on the mile-long stretch of highway that runs directly through the center of Mutilation Ranch. To this day, Greg continues to investigate and work with Mama Sue to uncover the truth and provide solid evidence of his findings. With limited funds and resources, he needs the assistance of others to help him in his research. And one other interesting note before we end this episode is Greg's mention that the location of these happenings is directly in line with the 37th parallel, a ley line that is exactly equivalent to the alien highway in New Mexico. If you would like to donate to or reach out to Greg, you may contact him at uorinvestigations at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to see the episode on Travel Channel's UFO Witness, 
where Greg was featured on Gray Alien Human Hybridization, please check out Season 2, Episode 5 of UFO Witness on TravelChannel.com. We'll include this info and a link to Greg's YouTube channel and the UFO Witness episode in the show notes. Thank you again for joining us on Deep Spinach. Remember to always keep digging deeper. This is Jason and Ariel, out. Avi Media.